should do a radio show from the mountain on the phone. Recorded here. I have enough time. I want to commune with mm, the lesbians and the gay men, you know, who aren't ridiculous. I I want to I wish I could put out an ad for the lesbians and and a commune a commune of lesbians and gay people. And you know but you can't disclaim. You cannot disclaim um you know, ridiculousness. It's impossible to disclaim ridiculousness because you don't know if you're really ridiculous or not. I mean, who, who can tell? That's why we don't know what's wrong with, with each other. We, we don't know, you know, what our faults are. We don't know why people leave us, you know, and even when they tell us, do we believe them or do we not believe them? And I just wish I could put out an ad and say, I'm looking for a, a commune of lesbians who simply want to live on a farm and, and raise uh, animals. They, they'd have to not be vegetarians at all. You know, I can always, I always, always have gotten along with women. Always. It's, it's just the way things are, of course, because I, I grew up a gay man and I've pretty much remained a gay man. So, I've gotten along with a lot of women and lesbians. Now that I'm more boyish, if you can believe that or not, now that I'm more boyish, I, I kind of just, I, I dig the feel of, you know, you get that woman best friend and she's also a lesbian, so she can understand your boyishness. You know, the, those lesbians whom are boyish, of course. And of course, there's so much to disclaim. Of course, there are lesbians who are girlish and boyish, and does it matter-ish? No, of course it doesn't matter-ish. <laughs> but I just, oh, I wish I could, uh, you know, move to the mountaintop. But I wasn't invited. The other men were invited to the mountaintop. Of course. I am the artist D. Who the hell else would it be? This is the Fabulous D Show, and it all starts right now. I never saw a place like this in my life. And that's why I always say I'm the first superstar, because who the hell is left? I might not have been the first, but there's nobody from back then who's still, you know, sitting in front of their computer so fervently, because I still am. I'm just looking up a lot of synonyms for fabulous. It's actually it. Once you start, you should stop. You know, it's like fear. That's why this program is for anyone with a brain in their hands. But somebody found a potato that looked like Elvis, and then like a week later, somebody found, I don't know, a breadstick that looked like Jesus. What's wrong with people? And most serial killers run around, you know, oh, they thought they were God, they thought they were Jesus, so, you know, they go out and kill 10 or 20 or 50 people. Ninety 90% of all that does not contain or pertain to you, yourself, your life, distractions, also known as landmines. Oh, that sounds fun! I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. Do you mean really? Really? Anyone who wants to scare the shit out of a Catholic, all they have to do is you know, create some kind of you know, revelation. You know, you know. Always from the right state of mind. Can I say that on here? Is this really necessary? What people don't understand, what people don't understand, what people don't understand, let's do that.
Mm, so it's a commune. It would be a wonderful little commune on the hills with, with calves and goats and chickens. And they would have babies, you know. That was what I was thinking the other day. You know, I, I don't want children. But if I had a commune of lesbians and gay men, we could all have children and raise them happily. I, I truly believe that. I think that would be lovely. And I don't mean to say this in, in some hippy-dippy way whatsoever, but I just think that would be fantastic, because I am so tired of, I mean, fill in the blank with, with it all. You know, I got, I got a uh, call the other day from a producer, and they were telling me, suggesting, of ways that I could um, really switch up my, my singular solo shows, also known as drum solos, to those of you who have been listeners for a long time. And, you know, that they're, they wanted to discuss how to, you know, different things that I could cover. And really, you know, it's, it's like asking a, a health guru, an exercise guru, a life guru, to talk about something else. You know, okay, Today we're going to talk about, you know, something not related to health. You know, for the it's like asking Richard Simmons, the the health guy, to go out and I don't know, sell auto insurance. You know, you you can't. You come here for truth and reality, and it's kind of impossible that I could not smuggle in once or a while, once in a while that that little something, the nugget of you know, I'm sick of fill in the blank, because that's what this show is about, whether we have a guest or whether we don't have a guest, solo or not. It's just not the way we roll here on The Fabulous D Show. I'm here for truth and reality and to tell you that mostly all the normal things that you're up to and you're doing and, and are a waste of time. And if you're doing them and you're not liking them. And let's face it, most of the people we talk to out there are rather unhappy with whatever they're doing, whatever it may be. Mm. I'm sure you can hear me breathing. I, I think it was two weeks ago that I was listening to one of the shows, the solo shows especially, because I get... I'm breathing. <laughs> I, I get so leaned into the mic. And... I just start, you know, huffing and puffing because I'm on a roll. And I thought, let me sit back next time. I'll turn up the volume just a little bit and I'll sit back. But you can still, this microphone can hear a, a mosquito fart in Lauderdale. And you can hear me sipping my cranberry juice. But that's what internet radio is about. That's what organic broadcast is about. Produced by one organically, for you, organically. Better than food, because it's the food of your mind. I said that somewhere yesterday. And I would love to just move to that commune, because I am sick of the day-to-day. -day. And I'm, it's not the usual day-to-day. -day. It's the, I mean, how wonderful would it be to have children and move to a, a mountaintop with a commune of loving people who don't watch television, who don't need loud reckless media raping their ear holes 24-7. Or you step outside for some quiet and all you can hear is the hum of everything and everyone. And it's really unfair once you think about it. Not that. Not that I'm subjected to that, but that I don't want to be subjected to that. Because here we are in this big, bad world with all this noise and all this craziness, and it's just, why should I be so lucky and so special as to segregate myself on a mountaintop, you know, with limited amounts of people, limited amounts of noise? Of course, that's, that's our dream. That's what we do. That's what we want to do. That's what I want to do. I want my garden. Oh, my garden. You will. I will plant. I will grow. Oh, before I die, hopefully very, very long before I die, I will grow and I will plant. And maybe I will have the commune. 
Because, and then I, I'm sure you're asking what kind of lesbians I'm talking about, because you know lots of lesbians. We all know lots of lesbians. And I'm just thinking of the lesbians who are, you know, the the short, spiky, blonde-haired, the, the uh, tank top wearing, the mother nature, you know, tonguing grass. Oh my god, we're going to have Annie Sprinkle on. I think next week on the Fabulous D Show. I love Annie Sprinkle. And after speaking with her, I just adore her even more. And I cannot wait to get her on on the show and, and record it for you because she's just so there. I mean, that that's the kind of person. And I say person now because Annie is not not a lesbian. She's just she's there and she is who she is. And she's had her her moments of lesbianism and she is married to a woman, but it's not the same as saying, you know, you're a lesbian, because some people say they're a lesbian. And I'm sure if we asked her, she would say, you know, that's part of whoever she may be. But, you know, some people are not not lesbians, but yet they, they are the same sex, sleeping with the same sex, and they happen to be females. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I think you may. But I would like some gay men there, too, in our commune. That would be wonderful. But not the gay men. I keep seeing asterisks in my mind. You know, I'm telling you this story, and there's, there's, it, the page is full of asterisks because it's like lesbian, not that kind of lesbian. Uh, or, you know, lesbian, I don't mean lesbian. Gay man, I don't mean gay man. What kind of gay man do I mean? Mm. I could imagine the farmer, the, the organic, the organic farmer, gay man, hairy, you know, built, wonderful, lovely, down-to-earth, likes to read, enjoys, I don't know, you know, I would say Shakespeare, but who enjoys Shakespeare? Not, not me. I don't enjoy Shakespeare. <laughs> no, just someone who is out there, who is part of the planet. I guess I could, I could disclaim all of this with someone, I need people around me who have their hands in the dirt. And I think that pretty much, you know, there's a bumper sticker, copyright the artist D right now, right now, take this down. I need people in my life who have hands in the dirt. Our bumper stickers will say hands in the dirt, the artistd.com. And isn't it you're unearthing the underground? How wild is that? I love it. I love the hands in the dirt. You know, you're, you're breaking the cycle from everything that you know it to be. And that's, that's the way it is. And I just wrote on Facebook last week as my little morsel for the new year was, because I'm starting to see it already. And I, I started to see it, you know, mid-December. It's always the same thing. I am so sick of this year, they say. Uh, fill in the blank. 2012 was the worst year ever. 2013 will be better. You might as well just set up the template now. Blank was the worst year ever. Blank will be the best year. And then we'll, we get to the next end of the next year. And it's not. It's not at all. And how many times have you said that? How many times have we said that? And I remember it was probably 2010... Maybe 2009. And I agreed with that. That whatever year it was was the worst, and the next year would be better. And you know what? I was determined to make it better, so I made it better. And I think that's what people don't get, is that, and that's what I said, you're not going to break the cycle unless you break the cycle. I mean, you got to toss that bitch on its side, bust the wheel off, and reinvent. That's what it's going to take. Because New Year's, here you are, here we are, in the cycle. And that's, they've caught you. 360-something days a year. Who cares? You're there in the small amount of time. It's tiny. 300 and some days, it's tiny. But yet they've got you, man. And you're fine with that. You're fine with 
celebrating, living from weekend to weekend, birthday to birthday, Christmas to Christmas, holiday to holiday, one after the other, at the end of the 12 months, you start over again. I mean, you might as well be doing anything that you start over again. And when, when did you want to start over again like that from fresh and repeat for the next 80 to 100 years? of your existence where nothing changes, especially when you've locked yourself down into, you know, your life. You're no longer living the life of your parents. You're no longer living the life in college. You've, you've settled. You're stuck. And here we are. And here we are, we are, in 2013, and many of you have made the statement that this year sucked. Well, of course it sucked. Because the things, the landmines that are set up for us, they suck. They suck left and right, up, down, and sideways. That's the society that you live. That's the above-the-underground lifestyle that most of us live. And it hurts to break the cycle. It so hurts to break the cycle. Because you're, no matter how uncomfortable you are, it still means you're going to have to do something further uncomfortable to get out of there. It's just like if you're escaping somewhere or moving somewhere and you don't have the funds to do it. And, but you, you've got enough that you can get out and you scrape it all together and you go and then you're in the middle of somewhere eating you know ramen noodles and coffee cheap coffee for, you know name brand lower shelf giant mig mega store coffee <laughs> and i know some of you drink that and that's okay but let me tell you, there's nothing, nothing like good quality coffee. And you should get some good quality coffee because, oh my God. But you get out and it's uncomfortable. But you got that. You got it then. You understood the concept, apparently. I mean, because you were, you were in a bad situation. You were, you were getting out. You were running away as a, a new adult in this world a lot of us have just run away and you know that it made it very difficult because you had to get to fill in the blank you had to make it you had to make it you had to sacrifice and you were a starving artist you were a starving student but you did it so to break the cycle you have to break it you have to change 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 never stay the same and if things didn't work for you this year, then you need to drastically veer off that road and do something completely different. And that's going to hurt. And since we're humans, and we seem to be hooked on that, that, that of which, oh, I mean, we're, we're never happy. And that's the problem that you need to realize is, are you changing into anything that's ever going to make you happy? Will changing make you happy? Changing makes me happy. If I could move year after year after year after year, that would be fantastic. I mean, I cannot tell you how excited I would be if I had the funds and, and the, the freedom to just every year, every February, pick up and go get another place, get another life. Just suck it, suck. <laughs> suck the everything out of the new place. Because that's what I did for a very still large period of my life. And it feels, it feels, oh my God, life feels so much larger when you actually just go and, and fill every moment of it. You're, you know, living, living actually elongates because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when you're actually living. 
you know? Sure, in our day-to-day lives, going to work, coming home, baking cookies, things happen day-to-day that we didn't expect to happen. But too many of us are promised, promised, guaranteed, that we'll wake up in the morning, the, the house is still standing, the people are still there that you love or are supposed to love or that you just happen to live with. You go to work at the same time every day, you go to lunch every day, you do the same thing at work every day. That never changes. You go home, you make dinner, you get drunk, you go to bed. That's pretty much your guarantee, folks. And you've been, you've been okay with that. You've been living with that. And for some reason, you're fine with that. But when you don't have that guarantee, life just stretches on and on and on. And then you think about, you've got to think about what's making you unhappy. I mean, if it is your job, then you make your plan. And okay, maybe you can't change your job in the next year, but make that plan. I mean, people have been making plans forever. Plans used to scare the shit out of me. And they still do. Because long plans, you don't know what's going to happen in two years. So for me to say that in two years, I'm going to do something amazing, it terrifies me. Because what if I don't live till then? What if I spend two years, because I'm just that kind of person who would spend two years getting to that point and be so disappointed if I didn't get to it? And that's the problem, is living those two years while you accomplish whatever you're going to do on that, the end of the two years. Just in case you do die, you've got to say that you enjoyed the time in between. And a lot of people, as far as I'm seeing, okay, they want to, they want to die this year, they, they, they want to get rid of this year, because they are broke. Yes, a lot of us are broke. And a lot of us have no income, and a lot of us hate our jobs. Absolutely. You've got to fill your time with something else, and that's not easy. And you've got to find something else, and that's damn near impossible. Divorce. Breakups. That's a biggie. If you've had a break breakup this year, then you're, you want to put it behind you. You want next year to be nothing but love, 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 love. Mm. Am I right? I don't know. It just, these are things. <sighs> you know, I haven't always been the most fortunate individual. And no matter what environment I was raised in, because it was very comfortable. I was never led to believe it was comfortable. I've never let myself believe that I'm safe. I've never, I've never trusted that I will not be two steps away from complete poverty. And I have stood in the food lines waiting for my free box of food. And I know how that feels. And I've spoken to other people who feel even worse than I've felt, and who live much worse than I've ever lived. And I've got to tell you that life is life. And I'm thinking about people who are suffering right now, and who would roll their eyes, and they'd say, yeah, easy, easy to say, very easy to say, and it is easy to say, but life is life. I mean, everyone has issues. I was just, you know, everyone thinks that they're, you know, not the prettiest person. Everyone always thinks there's, there's things to improve upon, much like their appearance. A lot of people focus on their appearance. And I was in a particular sub shop today getting a sandwich. And I noticed that the, the guy making my sandwich had, you know, he had tattoos everywhere and even had a little, little one by his eye. It was something amazing by his eye. And I just wanted to stare. Well, I wanted to eat him, actually. But I wanted to stare at him for quite some time. And I just wanted to tell him how beautiful he was. And then I went to the next one. And then now this sounds really hippie. But he's he's this short little Italian man. And he's really hairy. And 
but a younger guy, you know, twenties, thirties. And, uh, you know, he kind of, he struck up a conversation with me and I just thought, how beautiful, how beautiful this person is. But to him, he probably thinks he is not beautiful. He probably thinks he's fat and hairy and he's not even, I didn't even, I looked at him, I didn't think he was fat and hairy. I mean, you've got, I think you have to be obese for me to think that you're even fat because, you know, people have weight on them, robust, Rubenesque people that exists in our timeline. I mean, look at the art, true art, paintings, you know, that's what we did. That's who we were. And to get away to this skinniness is, you know, and to be that that's the only thing that matters. It's just kind of strange. It's, it's very strange to me, actually. And on the way home, you know, I thought, you know, I bet, I bet people, and I know people think I'm, I'm, you know, good looking, but out and about daily life and all that, outside of the camera when, when, you know, I'm relaxed. I just don't see anything attractive about it. And, and yet I think everyone, I see a, a bit of attractiveness in everybody. And, and I think so, then I must be attractive too. And that's okay. And where in the world did that come from? You know, rabbit holes upon rabbit holes. But everyone is the way they are. You know, that's, that, that is the, the metaphor for life is, you know, we look the way we look. There's really nothing much we can do about it. I mean, there, there are, you know, only so many tune-ups that a person can have. They could still, <clears throat> oh, still be very unattractive whatever that means. So there's only so much one can do about their looks. There's only so much one can do about their life. So you're poor and you're hungry and you're not in a bracket that gets anywhere. I'm sorry. And I am sorry. And I'm stuck in, in a bracket myself and I'm stuck in a place and I've been way more stuck than I am now. But you've just got to turn your life around. And that doesn't mean, and I think this is what people think it means, is that, you know, you hate your job, you hate your spouse, your partner, you hate your life, you hate your kids, you hate, you hate, you hate, you hate your body. So you're just going to go and... 2013, yes, I am going to get the job that I love. I'm going to find a new person who I love. I'm going to lose 55 pounds. I'm going to tone up, tune up, and be, yay, no, no. And there, there's the confusion, because there is the difference between what you think I'm saying and what I'm really saying, because... I think that a year can be good no matter what. I mean, and I have always, and this is because of the upbringing and the never being allowed to think, hey, I've made it. Yeah. Uh, I never, no one ever, you know, they never said we have any money, even when we had money to begin with. Anything that was there, it was not enough. It was never enough. You were always two steps away from the poorhouse. You know, you could always, tomorrow you could die. Tomorrow you could get a disastrous illness. You know, this is the environment I lived in of that mindset. So I was raised with that mindset that it'll never be good enough. And it could be much, 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 much worse. Much worse. And you could always find someone who's much worse. So you, you could just enjoy what you have and make what you have. And, and I can think about a lot of situations because I'm always thinking and I'm thinking about, you know, bad situations where I could lose this. I could lose the ability to do what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, I could, I could be hindered from designing. I could be stuck in a hole. I could, you know, and I, and then I think I always turn it immediately around to think, well, if I couldn't do A, I would just sit back and do B. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think unhappy people, truly, truly, truly unhappy people, are, are grasping for things that, that are not particularly graspable. You know, they want, they want something. And whatever that something is, is not, it's not going to happen. And whatever happened this year, you know, you're still alive. You could be dead. 
And I know a lot of those Facebook posts, too. I might as well be dead. Ah, and these people have come so far. They're here with me on the underground, and they still want to die. And every year that we do Roll Call from the Bone Garden, I just did it this last week with Frank Cotolo, Cotolo Chronicles. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. I just absolutely love it. I love it so much because, you know, you're looking back on people who nobody's ever going to talk about again. You know, we talk about, you know, people who, a Texas State Fair greeter who died. Or, you know, these are not, you know, it's not Amy Winehouse. You're never going to talk about the Texas Fair greeter anymore. You're never going to hear about, you know, Ernest Borgnine died. And yeah, that's an Amy Winehouse right there, but it's not, you know, you're not going to, next year, I mean, we hardly, we hardly remember Michael Jackson died. At least, you know, some people don't remember. Sure, if you knew the person, if you loved the person, you'll always remember. You'll never forget them. But, you know, who... Who, outside of, of knowing her personally, remembers Jessie Kitty from our Atlanta show days and Zoe Miracle from when I was in Vegas? You know, no one. It's just so important for me to keep these people alive because I knew them and I loved them and I want them to live forever. Just like I want me to live to forever. And when I see people like Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston die, I think, oh, and they, they're not living forever either. It's kind of like, you know, Elvis. The music remains, but who was Elvis? You didn't know him. You didn't know his innermost deep thoughts. And that's the problem, is our art will remain, but who we were, who we really were, Sands from what we expressed of ourselves in our art, which has a lot of our persons, but, you know, if you didn't know or talk to some of these people, you're, you're missing a certain, certain portion of themselves. So we have so much fun on Catola Chronicles remembering them, and people do think, you know, that it's, it, we're making fun of some certain people, but we're not. We're really, we're paying tribute to them. And, and really quite quite a bit of fun on that show. You can listen to it on, oh, the new organic site. Organic. That's the way, the only way I can use the word organic now. It's not about lettuce. It's not about tomatoes. It's not about food at all. Organic, the true organic, is what, what's coming from our brains without interference. No interference whatsoever. And Organic is thefabulousdshow.com. It is the new website for our show. It has its own site now. It's going to have all of Season 4 up very shortly. It has all of Season 5 so far. It's got the all of my appearances on Catola Chronicles, including 2012 Roll Call from the Bone Garden. So go check it out at thefabulousdshow.com. It's, this is... Ace is, mate. It is. It is the Fabulous D Show. I am the Artist D, and we'll be back after this to discuss some top resolutions. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hi, it's me, Frank Cotolo, and at this very moment, I'm listening to the Artist D. I'm dropping the F-bomb right now. Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear Okay. I was skipping. Fabulous. D. Fabulousness. I know you're going to take this. Trans-testing me up, baby. Want more commentary and Easter eggs throughout the week? Fuck the Easter Bunny. Sign up for the Diva Newsletter at theartistd.com. Where'd your lane go? It's six feet to the left. Art, music, literature, and the truth. It's Four Culture Magazine. Calling all artists. Find out more at fourculture.com. That's F-O-U-R culture.com. It's Funktastic on Transtastic.com. She's fabulous. She's funny. 
Series the Artist D. Hi, I'm Samantha Renee from Sunrise and Sammy. Heard every weekday morning from 8 a.m. until 12 noon Eastern Time. And you're listening to The Fabulous D Show on Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. Our artist D is fabulous. Welcome back to The Fabulous D Show, broadcasting from Earth at theartistd.com. I am the artist D, and this is the Fabulous D Show. It's New Year's, right around the corner, actually. Very, very soon, right around the corner. 2012, it is December 30th. 2012, moving into 2013, and I never thought I'd see. And how many times have we said that? Every year, perhaps? I never thought I'd see 2013. No. We never thought we'd see 1999 or 2000, 2001, 2010, you know. And we'll be saying that in 2027 as well. And that's, I hope I live that long, because the 20 years, can you imagine? I mean, you know, now it's two, it was always awkward, 2000, 2001, 2013. You know, we're getting... We're almost to that point where we can start saying our years 2013. And it doesn't feel right yet. I, I don't feel it's right yet. But when we're, when it's 2025, you know, nobody's going to say it's 2025. No. It, it will be 2025. And it's going to be awesome. I hope it'll be awesome. And I hope to still be here doing roll call from the Bone Garden. You just heard a clip from it during the break. And we're talking about, you know, breaking the cycle, New Year's cliché, the cliché of breaking the cycle, which you don't know how to break in the first place, and all of the bad things that happened this year that you think are just absolutely horrible, and that must change. It must change for next year. And there was a report recently about obesity, isn't there always? And in there I read, if this continues, if, if obesity continues, and I thought, my God, that's exactly, Jesus, that is exactly the comparison to the new year, to the everything. If this continues like it does, nothing will change. No shit. And you think people are going to stop being obese, just, you know, out of the blue? No. And why would they? Because you have to resolve to change and actually do it. And you have to, that's the thing, it's New Year's resolutions have always been seen as like the diet of diets, of everything. It's out there and just like dieting. You, you go on a diet for three months and then you pick right back up to eating hamburgers again. Just like New Year's, I resolve to get skinny. So you work on it and then you're right back. It's not, you know, it's not a lifestyle change. And when I heard that for the first time, the Lifestyle Exchange Program, thank you, Susan Powder, when I heard that, uh, it was a light bulb moment for me, and it it affirmed what I already knew, but it was put into words for me, in that you've got to exchange one lifestyle that never, ever fit for one that does. And that is true for everything. That is true especially for the New Year's and the diets and the, the crazy temporary changes, you know, when we're driven to change. No, it's really quite a mucky mucky muck, dragging yourself to the change. And that's why change does not happen right away. And you need more than that first spurt of energy to say, hey, I'm going to change. You know, you have to completely, uh, you know, just like food, I'm not, it's not I'm going to stop eating macaroni and cheese for the next six months. It's, I'm going to stop eating macaroni and cheese. Period. And as always, with New Year's, it's all, it's all the cliché, because that's what, that's what the landmines are that I'm talking about. That's what I've always been talking about. We have the certain 
things. And that's what, oh my gosh, I was at, um, I just said, oh my gosh. I was just at um, the store last week. It was the day after Christmas. They had tore, the, it was the grocery store. They tore their, their Christmas aisle down. It was all in shambles, and already half of it was constructed with hearts and candy and fluffy little pink teddy bears. In December, it's not even New Year's yet, and they have, it, that's all it is now. There is no time in between. That aisle doesn't get filled with anything in between. Any holidays, all fall, winter, and spring. That's, then it turns into the July picnic aisle from June to September. But in between, there's nothing. It's, you know, they put in the Halloween candy, immediately put up kind of a, a turkey Christmas thing going on, then a Christmas thing, then they skip right to Valentine's Day, and then St. Patrick's Day, and then we're almost then, and it's right back into the cooking picnic season. That's the landmines I'm talking about. That there's no, there. It's it, you're on repeat. The CD is skipping like mad. Christmas Valentine's Day. Christmas Valentine. What the fuck is the matter with you? And every January, there's another article. Top ten New Year's resolutions. Top 10 things we did in 2000-whatever. Who the hell cares? You know, top 10 diet practice. I mean, it just goes on and on in every year. And that's what I talked about already in December on, on the show, last solo show that I did. It's just kind of baffling that you're okay with this. You're, you're okay. I mean, and I don't think I can explain it any better than I already have. But let me try. One more time. It's like, Christmas is like asking you on a weekly basis if you'd like to do the same thing. And a lot of you don't know what I'm talking about because on a weekly basis you do do the same thing. Okay. Oh, here we go. Do you want to go to the amusement park every Friday? Some of you do. And for those of you that do, that's great. But that's what I'm seeing. You know, it's like meatloaf on Wednesdays. Do you want meatloaf every Wednesday? Or how about every weekend? <laughs> Maybe that's what... There. There. Right there. Pick the food that you don't like and pretend that you have to eat it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every week. That's Christmas to me. That's me turning around, looking at the society, the culture, and saying, eh? You want to do this again? You want to have another Christmas? You want to do birthday again? You want to have cake again? You, you want to do the... Didn't we just do this? Isn't there more life to be living? Couldn't we kind of put this on hold for every five years or so, so I can get some stuff done in between? Wouldn't that be nice? That would be great. New Year's Eve has always been a time, just reading this, just read it, has always been a time for looking back to the past, and more importantly, forward to the coming year. It's a time to reflect on the changes we want or need, to make and resolve to follow through on those changes. Did your New Year's resolution make our top ten list? And these are just ridiculous. Number one. And I don't mean if this is, I don't know if this is like the top. Did I start at the top? Number one, spend more time with family and friends. Okay. Yes, I, I tell you to do that a lot. Recent polls conducted by uh, major polling places show that more than 50% of Americans vow to appreciate loved ones and spend more time with family and friends this year. I think it should say, every year, on every one of these. Polls show that people want to do this every year, but never do. Because that's the cycle, too. And that's what you need to break. How are you going to spend more time with friends and family if you don't chip out certain chunks of things that exist? You know, 
If I'm going to work 60 hours a week and be exhausted, where in that time frame am I going to find any more? Where in your day are you going to find any more time for friends and family? And then a lot of these people find out, if they do find time for them, that they don't really like them. Two, which I cannot believe wasn't one, fit in fitness. They should have said fitting in fitness. The evidence is in for fitness. Really? It just came in. Regular exercise has been associated... <laughs> Regular exercise has been associated with more health benefits than anything else known to man. Did you just figure that out? Did we just get there? Hadn't that... Didn't they... Didn't... Did... What, oh my god. You've got to be kidding me. In short, exercise keeps you healthy and makes you look and feel better. Why not make this the time to start getting in shape for those... For one of these... Years. Oh my god. And then they, they 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 want you to do charity walks and runs. Is that not hilarious? Yes. Fitness. It's new. Try it. Again, if you're not going to make the time, you're not going to change it. And that's making the time is painful. Especially making the time for something that you don't want to do. Which is usually what resolutions are all about. I'm going to exercise this year. Anybody who feels better from exercise, or no, anyone who feels like they want to exercise, you, I love you. I, I need to give you a medal. Because even after all this time, it's not what I want to be doing. Even after I know how good it makes me feel, and how, how happy I am during and after, and how much inspiration. I just played that clip at the uh, beginning of the show. I, I record on my little digital recorder while I'm out walking show ideas. And and I, it dawned on me, one of those, those trips, those little walks, those little runs, that, you know, I could go outside and, and work myself into a frenzy and record I have enough time on, on that thing that it could record an hour worth. I could do a show with you outside. That's what I'm talking about. Organic. It just happens. It just happens. And even though most of the best shows I've ever done were after a run or a walk or there was air involved, oxygen outside involved, and I did a damn bang-up job of things, much like right now. I, I just came in from doing things today, and I'm, I'm here sitting with you and cranberry juice and feeling invigorated and brain cells are popping. And oh. Even though I know all of that, I still can't help but, at the beginning of every exercise, feel like, oh, no, do not want ever. I have never gotten my shoes on and thought, yeah, let's, let's go. All right. Mm. It's just not how I'm wired because I know what I'd rather be doing. I know what I'd rather be intaking to feel better and juicing me up into that, you know, go team, go team, go underground, go culture. Yes, I know what I'd rather be doing, and I know how I'd rather be living my life to get there. But that is fat and unhealthy and unfit and cannot breathe and unhappy because I feel like shit. And I guess I just don't want to do that. So yes, you've got to make the time. You've got to have the time. You've got to take the time. To do something you don't want to do. That's what you're resolving. To change your entire life into doing. Number three, quite similar to number two, tame the bulge. At first I thought, oh. <laughs> Over 66% of adult Americans are considered overweight or obese by recent studies. Recent, again, we just found out. 
So it is not surprising to find that weight loss is one of those popular New Year's resolutions. I love how they act like now it's popular. Now it's popular? No. Now they've been resolving to get skinny. I hate that word. Because skinny isn't even, ugh, you know. They should say fit, built, beautiful, toned, not skinny. It's been the resolution, that should be the number one resolution of all time. How many people? I'm going to trim down after I eat all of that crap on Christmas. I'm going to tone down now. I said that too. I said that before when it was cliche and when I didn't mean it. And I say that now. And I say it now only because all of the crap that I ate on, in December will not exist in my life the rest of the year. I mean, you're not going to find a pie in my house. Who, who buys a pie just to eat a pie? No, no, that's not going to happen. So anything that I did intake that may have added to my, to my fat cells in a bad way, you know, I apologize to myself and move along. You know, sorry self, but it won't be in the house moving on because I'm not that kind of person. I don't just go buy a pie. Or anything else, you know. The shelves, and I learned that a long time ago. I learned that in the junkie days. I learned that in the, in the fat days. If it's not in the house, I won't eat it. If it's in the house, I'll eat it all. Number four, quit smoking. If you have resolved to make this the year that you stamp out your smoking habit, over-the-counter availability of nicotine patches are quite available. Even if you've tried to quit before and failed, don't let it get you down. Give it another try. This is something that, and go back to the junkie show, speaking of, on thefabulousdshow.com, because that has everything to do with everything directly connected right here as well. If you're going to quit smoking, quit smoking. I'm a very, it's still to this day, and I will still argue it, Forever, I am black and white personality. I love how people say that I am completely not, but when it comes to things like quitting smoking, you just do. When I quit smoking, I just did. When I quit drinking, I just did. I didn't quit for long, but I just did. And I'm not going to wean myself, because I am such a gluttonous fool that I must have all, you know. At, at all times. So if I can't have it all, I don't want anything. And it was quite my, quite, quite like this holiday season when a pie was put in front of me. I was not happy that I only got a sliver of pie. No, I wanted the whole thing. And I had most of it. And that's the difference. I'm not one of these little pieces of people. Number five packs the wallop. Enjoy life more. Mm. Given the hectic, stressful lifestyle of millions of Americans, it's no wonder that enjoying life more has become a popular resolution in recent years. Again, recent years. It just happened. It's an important step to be happier and healthier, you. Well, yes, it is. And that's why you should listen to The Fabulous D Show. Because... You will enjoy life more. And what have I been telling you? You need to enjoy life more. But you've got to change your life if you're not enjoying it. Break the cycle. Number six, quit drinking. And it says in here that the best way to quit drinking is to taper off. Yes, yes. Just like they, the diet fools say the best way of quitting eating pizza is just, you know, having one slice, <laughs> one potato chip, yeah, one can of beer, yeah, one shot of whiskey, right. Because after one of those, just much like after one slice of pizza, I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm, I've had my fill, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Just quit. Just stop. But what they don't tell you here is that, and this especially, you're resolving to quit addictions. Things that you're hooked on. Things that you don't want to go on without. 
So you're going to need to be replacing them with something else. So you should be thinking about, while you're quitting drinking, you know, what are you going to do when, you know, you're no longer drinking? You're going to have a lot of time on your hands. So you're going to need to look for something else. Hopefully not as, um, you know, deadly or, or disorienting. Oh, number seven's an easy one. Get out of debt. And I say that, of course, sarcastically. Was money a big source of stress in your life last year? Join the millions of Americans who have resolved to spend this year getting a handle on their finances. It's a promise that will repay itself many times over the year ahead. Yeah. Right. Getting out of debt. It would be easier to lose several hundred pounds for most people than getting out of debt. How do you get out of debt when you have no money to begin with? I mean, isn't that funny that we're talking about personally getting out of debt when we live in a country or countries, several of you listening, live in countries with governments whom have debt, overwhelming debt. In America alone, this is the big fiscal cliff month. This is the, the end all, the, the another money tragedy is oncoming. It's, the, it's another apocalypse forthcoming. They can't control their debt. They haven't done beans with it. And yet you'll resolve to fix yours and sacrifice when those who teach us best are not able to sacrifice. Number eight, learn something new. Uh-huh. Highly recommended. What do they recommend? Have you vowed to make this year the year to learn something new? <laughs> Because recently you haven't learned anything new. Perhaps you are considering a career change. Want to learn a new language? How about how to just fix your computer? Whether you take a course or read a book, you'll find education to be one of the easiest, most motivating New Year's resolutions to keep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I can't help it. Yeah, that's exactly it. This year I'm going to learn Latin. Right. Great idea. And that, absolutely, you should learn something new, but not the way that they're talking about. You know, Yes, read a book. Read several books, but not the ones that are at the community college. No, go to your library. Get some Bukowski. Get some Burroughs. Get, read everything that Quentin Crisp ever had his hand in. Just expand your mind. Number nine, help others. Yes, we should always help others, you idiots. Ten, get organized. Well, I certainly agree with that. But uh, getting organized seems to be just as hard for everyone. Isn't it? Isn't that how it is? It's hard for everyone because it's changing. It doesn't matter if you're cleaning your living room, losing 200 pounds, or, or getting out of debt. It's, it's all... It's a change. You're changing. And people don't like to change. It's not what they do. It's not how they live their lives. You know? But you have to change. You, and you have to sacrifice, and you have to break it, and you have to hurt to get to where you want to be. That's why that's the plan. I will hurt. I will break it. I will reset that broken arm again and move to the mountaintop with the lesbians, the lesbians who aren't lesbians, the gay men, the beautiful gay men, the beautiful lesbians, we're going to have dozens of children, and it's going to be, you know, we're going to plant carrots and cucumbers, and there will be no noise other than us, and we'll have enlightening conversations because we'll read books, we'll have time to read together, we won't watch movies or television. We'll have to rent Netflix, but have it mailed to us so it takes time. It's not instant. Just me and my lesbians and my gays. Just because I'm done with the drama. I'm done with that. Oh, so done. And as we uncover the underground successfully with Four Culture Magazine, fourculture.com, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Issue four out right now. And we're on transtastic.com. 
in Europe. We're on Rainbow Mix Radio right here in America. RainbowMixRadio.com, middle of everywhere. This is the Fabulous D Show for change, for the new year, 2012, moving into 2013. What are you going to do about it? hmm? What are you going to break? What are you going to change? And are you really going to do it? Are you really going to change? Every Sunday night at 7 p.m. EST, 12 a.m. GMT, streaming live and in podcast now at thefabulousdshow.com. Go there, get it all, iPodable, everythingable, until forbid. And you can find out all about me at theartistd.com. A big thanks, big, big thanks to Brett Gleason. Oh, he thaws me <laughs> for our theme song. Do you have your guns, your graffiti, your gender? Well, get some, but use them safely. I recommend it. Your world is melting. Express yourself to death. I am the Artist D. Good night. <laughs>